They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Welcome to the Combini Boys podcast, where my friend Mike and I share the latest and greatest from Japan's amazing convenience stores. In this week's episode, we follow up on the legendary battle between 7-11 and disgruntled franchise owner Mr. Matsumoto in Osaka. We check in on the Chicky Wars, which finally began to heat up. Then we're off to the scoreboard, where Mike and I share our winners and losers for this week. Now, let's head off to the Konbini. They're the Konbini, they're the Konbini, they're the Konbini, they're the Konbini, boys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Top of the world, Mike. You know, it's uh, 70 degrees today. I am pre-registered for my first shot my vaccine oh so i think i'll be immune to the coronavirus hopefully by the middle of may and then it's party time i'm just stripping naked and running around boston cambridge that's my plan <laughs> how are things over in kudo bay the new t- the new digs oh yeah yep kudo bay got a got a new house got a new job so uh Ooh. yeah it was kind of a wild week so we missed out on the podcast last week. Sorry, everybody. You know, we're back. We're back and better than ever now. Um, yeah, that sounds great. Oh, man, to get the vaccine and then just having a, you know, just having a party. Um, looks like we're a little bit farther out from that. It's probably going to be the fall. But um, I can't complain. We got, you know, we had full bloom cherry blossoms oh, here last nice, week. And uh nice. I mean, no better time to be in Japan than during the the cherry blossoms. We were talking about a couple of weeks ago, um, and uh, yeah. So in general, I gotta say, just feeling just feeling really, really good. Well, that's exciting, Mike. Nothing better than full bloom cherry blossoms. It is truly majestic. But um, we gotta get started here. We got a lot to cover today. We do. And uh, lead story, Mike. We're going to be talking, actually, we're yeah. both on site here. Yes, we are. On YouTube. Yeah. We're in Osaka today, Mike, at mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Matsumoto's <laughs> 7-Eleven. For those yep. who don't remember, yep. a samurai warrior in the tw- of the 21st century named Mr. Matsumoto mm-hmm. began a war with 7-Eleven. This dates back to uh, December 2019, Mike, when... He was seeking relief from the company as a franchise owner to close a few hours in the late evening, like the Mm -hmm. 1 to 6 a.m. hours, low traffic. He was struggling to find workers. He was Mm -hmm. working way too much. He was taking calls from the onsen to work with vendors. He just wanted a break, so he he closed it down. 7-Eleven said, don't do that. He did it anyway. And... That triggered what now is becoming a real war here. So following that, 7-Eleven struck back against Mr. Matsumoto. They unplugged him from their payment terminal. He can only take cash. They unplugged him from their vendor system. He can't stock his shelves. Okay. Then Mr. Matsumoto took 7-Eleven to court in February 2020. Well, a decision was made by the court in September mm-hmm. of that year, but it was a strange ruling. The court said that Mr. Matsumoto 
did violate the terms of his contract and therefore could not be a franchise owner of 7-Eleven. But they also said 7-Eleven couldn't take back the store. So Mr. <laughs> Mr. Matsumoto has been operating a store with 7-Eleven branding, labeling. That's just not a 7-Eleven. And he continues to operate this store. Okay, <laughs> This guy just is not giving up. Well, Mike, 7-Eleven... Yeah. Yep. This past month has ratcheted up a notch here because they were like, you know what? We may not own that store, but you know what we do own? We own the land in that parking lot, Mr. Matsumoto. That's still ours. So 7-Eleven has begun construction of a 7-Eleven in Mr. Matsumoto's parking lot. <laughs> Mike, what's your take on this madness here? Yeah, Matt, this is one of the great power plays in business <laughs> history, I think. Um, Matt, this, you know, this this is a very interesting situation. And, um, you know, I got to say Matsumoto, he's, 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 you know, we said he was he was our first hero of the week way back when we first caught word of this story. And I got to say, he's now he might be in the platinum range of, uh, you know, like Kambini, you know, people in history. Um, Matt, you know, this got me just thinking about just kind of like the pecking order in the Kambini, you know, chain. And on the front line, you got the front line workers. You got the these are the people working in the stores. You know, these mm. are people who are serving you the hot snacks that you want. Um, these are the people that are, you know, stopping people from being defrauded by buying <laughs> Amazon gift cards. You know, you know, these are people doing God's work, helping people figure out how to Amen. use the copier. Yeah. <laughs> then you've got the franchise owners. And these people, you know, work, you know, whatever 365 times 24 hours, a, you know, a year, you know, they Absolutely. work pretty much nonstop all year, you know, providing this, all the services that the convening can provides to their communities. And they're really pillars of, of the communities. And then you've got those, the fat cats, you know, suits. the corporate, the suits. Yep. And even within that, you know, you got the pecking order as well, because Matt, as you know, as we've seen 7-Eleven, you know, it looks like they're they're just they've only got one guy, probably an intern, you know, running the whole damn website, taking all the pictures, <laughs> uploading all the all the stuff. And um, so I you know what? I think that uh, 7-Eleven might have some some corporate issues here where they're trying yeah. to destroy this one guy. They're putting all their resources up onto those, you know, the fat cat's pockets so they can buy their 10th or 11th house in a mm. year. Mm. And so Matt, I got to say, you know what? Um, I'm definitely on the side of Mr. Matsumoto. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, this is quite a move, but um, I, I don't know. What, what do you think? Yeah, I couldn't agree. One of the, one of the craziest power moves in the history of business building a, a franchise in this guy's parking lot. <laughs> um, but I think, I think when, when history is, is finally written, Mike, you know, Tokugawa Ieyasu, Hideyoshi Toyotomi, Mr. Matsumoto. I think that's the pantheon he's going to find himself in when this is all said and done. And I can't wait for that day because these suits, Mike, here's a guy trying to, like you're saying, you know, 
providing a great service to his community. Yeah. And they're trying to drive him into the ground, almost literally. They're jackhammering in this guy's parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I... Yeah. I, I will say um, one note that I that I saw was lo- local resi- local residents have mixed feelings about the situation. Many find this new development bizarre and a nuisance, but some are happy that they can finally have an operating <laughs> convenience store in the area again. So, I, that is one angle that I um you know I, I wasn't thinking about. I guess the customer you know for them this might be sort of an improvement. Any thoughts about that? Well, who knows what's on Mr. Matsumoto's shelves right now. Uh, He's unplugged from the 7-Eleven supply chain. I don't know how he can stock. Although in one of the comments of that article, somebody did say they knew somebody operating a daily Yamazaki out in the countryside terminated her contract. Daily Yamazaki never came by to actually take all the signage and the branding out of the store. So she's been running a daily Yamazaki. That's not a daily Yamazaki supplied by Costco. For the last couple of years. <laughs> Difference in operating procedure from those two companies, Daily Yamazaki. It's unclear if they actually have any management inside that organization. But yeah, uh, what is on his shelves? It's unclear how he can stock them. I don't know. Maybe he's going to other 7-Elevens buying, but of course he can't really make money that way. Who knows what he's doing? Who knows what he's doing to, to serve his customers? Yeah, it's, un- it's unclear. But uh, this yeah. battle rages on a year over a year later and i you know i can't wait to see how this unfolds i don't know what mr matsumoto's next move is here yeah no me neither i'm i'm very interested what interested to see what happens here you know i will say i'm i'm kind of proud you know we've been covering this story i'd say in the yeah. english press probably as long as anybody And um, so, yeah, Matt, we're going to keep our eye on this and we're definitely, you know, next time we have any any news, we're definitely going to let you all know as well. Absolutely. All right, Matt. Well, um, you know, pretty exciting, spicy news there. But um, Matt, I'm excited to say the Chicky Wars this week are pretty Mm. exciting as well. Uh, Matt. We've actually got four items this week, and a couple of them are real doozies. And mm-hmm. I'd say each of them has a really exciting quality to it. Um, so let's just go ahead and take a look um, real quick. So let me share my screen. All right, Matt. So, boom, boy. Oh yeah, this is this is a this is a this is a hot one. This one's hot off the press right here, Matt. This is, as you can see, the Mentai Cheese in Famichiki. So Mentaiko, as we've discussed many times, is a spicy uh, fish roe. Um, and this is a Famichiki that has, as you can see here, a layer of the Mentaiko, and on top of that, a layer of cheese. Um, you know, Matt, we're both dear lovers of the family chicky i'm gonna give you the first crack at this one what what are your thoughts yeah this is a terrifying product for me mike i don't like mentaiko i don't see how mentaiko and cheese goes together at all and then to stuff that all inside of a chicky gosh um you know i'd stay away from that hot box like it was uh you know smoking like chernobyl this thing needs to be approached with a hazmat suit from my opinion uh, yeah, not for me, Mike. 
Okay. All right. I I, I know we differ on the, the men Tycho, and I will say I'm interested in this, Matt, I, and I'll tell you why. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing is I like how it's just a layer of it looks like pure mentaiko. There's no like mayonnaise. There's nothing else going on there. And then on top of that, you got the cheese. And you know, this is another thing that we've been trying to like, you know, figure out for more than a year now is like, who's going to crack that cheese chicky? You know, we haven't seen it done yet. And this made me think maybe the key is you have another layer. Maybe you got to have another layer in there that's getting that, you know, adding to that cheese flavor. So I don't know, Matt. I I'm, I don't have high hopes for it, no. but I am definitely going to get it. I'll let you know. I know you wouldn't want to have it anyways, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, All right, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. We're going to have to, we're going to continue that oh, trend right here, God. Matt. Yep. Oh, Matt, what we've got here, Poke Chicky out of Family Mart coming out with the Mentai Mayo. So this is, again, the Mentaiko. You can see, ladies and gentlemen, what this looks like. When I say roe, you probably think of, like, Ikara, which is, like, the bigger mm. eggs. This is, like, a, a sack of eggs, a and they're sack. really, really small. These are sacks. That's not a, that's not a piece of bread. That's a uh, sack of fish eggs. That's spicy. You can see it's got the little lightning there. Matt, this is the Poke Chicky, the Mentai Mayo. The Mentai Mayo. So, um, yeah, how about this one? Yeah, I'd say this is a little bit better. I don't know, though. Mayonnaise and, and Mentaiko, that's that's more. That's a better pairing, I think, than cheese and Mentaiko. Yeah. I would not buy this, uh, but mm-hmm. I think it's more tolerable for me than the cheese and Mentaiko Famichiki. Um but yeah, to have those big fat sacks on the carton there, um, not, not, that's not reeling me in, you know. Yeah, I hear you, man. Um, this is a, uh, this is not looking good to me. Um, the Mentai Mayo, you know, it's a, it's a fairly common combo that you see, um, in terms of flavors and, but I don't know, um. For a chicky, you know, doesn't really do it for me. I'm not really excited about it. We're not, you know. All right, enough of this. Let's get on to something exciting. I'm going right over, still at Family Mart here. Now, this is this is exciting right here, Matt. Um, it? <laughs> it might be. This is the grilled salad chicken. <laughs> so, salad chicken in Japan, it basically means like uh, chicken breast that's grilled. Um, but not grilled so much. It's like lightly grilled or sorry, not, not grilled. It's more like, um, I think they, it's like flash boiled. So it's really, really soft. Um, and so this is, it it looks like that they're taking the, that sort of like flash boiled chicken and now they're grilling this thing. Um, this looks to be, this is breast meat. I mean, it's just a piece of chicken. You can see everybody. That's a, that's just a piece of grilled chicken. Matt, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't. I don't understand why this is an interesting product to you. Uh, this looks like something I'd pull out of the dishwasher after, uh, you know, finding on the bottom next to the next to the spinner. It's uh, it's just a lame piece of chicken breast with some fake grill marks on it and. It does say it has multiple types of black pepper. What does that even hey, mean? Hey. Isn't black, isn't black pepper the type? I mean, 
what is this product looks uh, <laughs> this looks terrible I, I I'm not excited about this at all ah oh, interesting yeah I'm I'm interested just in the evolution of the the, the, the salad chicken we're gonna see it's, where it's going in the wrong direction though. I mean it's evolving <laughs> I mean this is not like squirtle going to 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 whatever that thing evolves into it's going backwards it's going backwards the salad chicken with the with the with the flavors is nice right that looks pretty good but to just have like a lame piece of white chicken breast <laughs> with some fake grill marks on it it's terrible yeah that's interesting yeah i don't know I'm, i guess i'm just interested where where that final devolution goes because i don't know i'd be i'd be interested if we had the family chicky salad chicken like that would be that would be something to be interested all right matt okay all right now let's get to something that you right, are excited God. about yes boom oh, this is the oh, okina tatsuta age bow that's the tatsuta age on a stick and matt all right now we finally got something that you can take a crack at what, what are your thoughts on this Mike, this is a bow, so it's a stick. Okay, we got big, I'm talking oh, big yeah. old pieces oh, of yeah. fried chicken. I'm looking mm. at five of them stacked up onto that stick. Mike, I got a feeling you pick that stick up, that thing starts to give way. It's bending. It can barely, it can barely stay. They probably have to steam those skewers just to give them some flex. Otherwise, they're going to snap off because of... Uh, because of how much chicken is on that thing. And then you got the beer in the background. I got to tell you, Mike, I might mm. make fried chicken tonight because mm. of how good this looks. Outstanding looking product here from Lawson. Yeah, I agree. I really agree on this. Um, yeah, this looks amazing. It looks really, it's got that crackle when you bite it. Oh, mm. and that juice. Um, and I feel like, you know, my first impression of Japanese karaage, I know this is tatsutaage, was, but I would always, when I was uh, first, my first year in Japan, I'd go up to the supermarket and, um, you know, sometimes they've got those, the karaage on the stick. So I, I associate, I have an association with the karaage on a mm -hmm. stick, on the skewer, and this looks like that, uh, you know, that, that fried chicken that I love on the stick and um, great, great product. I love it. All right, Matt. Well, um, that wraps up the Chicky Wars for this week. Kind of a crazy one, but um, I think we're going to head over to the scoreboard. That's right, Mike. We're on to the scoreboard. And uh, the numbers for new items this week, let's give the rundown. Family Mart, 77 new items. Lawson, 52. Oh, I'm sorry. Family Mart, 77. Lawson, 52. 7-Eleven, 119. Mini Stop, 23. Daily Yamazaki, 13. Seiko Mart's got 5. Poplar, 8. New Days, uh, I actually don't know. I couldn't figure out how to count the new items, but we'll give you an update next week on that. Your reaction to uh, the scoreboard this week, Mike? Yeah, um, not much. Daily Yamazaki seems a little little higher than normal. Um, mm -hmm. That's interesting. But, um, yeah, I also looked at New Days, couldn't figure it out. It looked like there were just none, which I can't really imagine. Um, maybe, yeah, like just have to count them ourselves. Um, but uh, I don't know, Matt. You know, this seems like a pretty pretty solid week, pretty standard week. Um, I like it. You know, 7-Eleven up there with the big numbers again. Love to see that. And, um, <laughs> yeah, in general, looks like a, a healthy week at the, at the convening. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Mike. And now let's uh, let's head over to the winners and losers. This is where we each pick out something that caught our attention that we like a lot and something that we'd want to throw right into the trash can. <laughs> let's start off with yours, Mike. What do you have as a loser this week? All right. Let huh. me say. Yep, let me let me say. This is not this is not a this is not a loser for me. Sometimes I like to do a little question mark. Um this is one that intrigues me, but I've got some issues. Mm. So Matt, this is the Yoder No Soft mm. Cream Cocktail. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. So that is the uh. nighttime soft mm. cream. That's um uh, uh soft serve ice cream flavored mm. cocktail. Um Matt, I'm a fan of the sweeter alcohols. Mm-hmm. You know, I like them. Mm-hmm. And if you remember about a, a number of months ago, maybe a half a year ago, I actually drank at the Gemba um, liquid ice cream. I don't know if you remember that. It was liquid soft cream. Um, mm. And uh, it was uh, it was it was all right. And so, you know, my, my big question here is this is a three percent as well. Yeah. So the thing when I when I get those the sweeter sort of uh, uh, alcoholic beverages, I like them to have a little bit of a kick to them. You know, three percent is kind of low. So I'm just kind of wondering, you know, like, how does this all fit together? It could be great. Or what I'm afraid of, and the reason I put it on the, the loser and the question mark for this week, I think this might just be way too sweet. Mm. And it's awesome. it's not and it's cold as well. So mm. um yeah, I don't know, Matt. This one this one stuck out to me as a interesting pick, but something that I, I feel like probably isn't gonna work out well. I don't know, Mike. I think this could be a winner here. Uh, soft cream cocktail, a little liquid ice cream spiked with 3% alcohol. I got to say, that's not a bad way to wrap up the day. I am lactose intolerant, so I'd have to walk that tightrope a little carefully. But um, I think this looks like a winner. I love the bottle here. You just get that fat picture of a soft ice cream with that oh, yeah. with that top there that's just bending over the side you got that oh, yeah. waffle cone it's sitting in there and i like the three percent you know enough to give you a little bit of a kick but it's not gonna leave you reeling and you'll be feel you'll feel fine in the morning so i'm i'm very interested in that product mike i don't i, I agree that's more of a question mark than a loser i think you, i think that's right yeah yeah for sure all right, on to my loser this week here. Um, this is out of mini stop, Mike, and this uh, is a spring uh, yeah. cabbage coleslaw roll. Now, what mm-hmm. we're looking at here is a, it's a sub sandwich, okay? Mm-hmm. And we got uh, four slices of ham folded in half. They look like shark fins or uh, the Sydney Opera House, as somebody said on Twitter. <laughs> And it's got a lot of slaw in there, Mike. We're looking at cabbage, carrots, corn, probably a lot of mayonnaise in there. What's my problem with this? Okay, well, this sandwich, I just don't see this working. Um, Yeah. They got like a whole cabbage patch of cabbage in this sandwich. They're they're testing the laws of sandwich physics here. They're trying to stuff 10 pounds of slaw into a 5-pound bag. I, I just don't see this working. I mean... You gotta wear a big bib when you take a bite out of this thing because it's just gonna be absolute mayhem. Yeah, I just don't see how this works uh, practically speaking. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I I actually took a took a hard look at this one as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, there's something not right about the physics here. Um, I agree. I'm, you know, I'm a slaw guy. I gotta eat some slaw. Oh, um, yeah. And, you know, some ham. That's all right. You know, not the first thing I would combine with slaw, but, um, and it looks to be some pretty good coleslaw. You know, you've got the, even some carrot or um, some corn in there, which is kind of oh, yeah. a nice little surprise. But I agree, Matt. And I, and I, yep. As a Convini veteran, you can see how this plays out. You get this thing, you take a bite, and I mean, it's just, it's it's all gone. You know, it's all over the place. Um, it doesn't make any sense. They're, they're just trying to fit way too much slaw in there. Um, hmm. So, uh, yeah, I agree. This seems to be bad um, sort of design going on here, more than the flavors. But, um, yeah, I, I totally agree on this one. All right, let's head over to the winner's circle here and see what you picked out for your winning item this week. What do we got here? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yep. I knew this was yep. coming. Oh, yep. 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 Matt, um, there are a few things that um, <laughs> when you're thinking about spring in Japan, you know, there's an, you're thinking cherry blossoms, yep. you know. And another thing you're thinking about a little bit later is Takenoko. And mm-hmm. um, Takenoko uh, is bamboo root. Um, mm-hmm. So I think people, when they think about eating bamboo, they usually think of bamboo shoots, which are kind of like the long, thin ones. Um, but this is actually from the root. And this is a, uh, you know, in Japan, usually in the spring, you go out and you kind of you dig these things up yourself sometimes. You kind of go out and whack, mm-hmm. you know, whack and get them, get them. Anyways, enough of that. This is a onigiri and just sort of like packed into it, like mm. from the from the front is just bunches of takenoko. And um, I really think takenoko is one of the like, you know, uh, is one of the great uh, vegetables in Japan. Um, oh. And takenoko gohan. This is where you cook the takenoko together with the rice. Mm. So the rice also mm. gets that flavor as well. Mm. It's amazing. And it, it, you know, sort of sings the, it announces the uh, arrival of spring. And this is, uh, this is just looks amazing to me. This is my winner for the week. Great choice, Mike. I also took a hard look at this one. No doubt. Nothing says spring quite well. Probably cherry blossom. Maybe next up, mm. takenoko, mm. the bamboo uh, root, as you said there. I I do disagree. I actually think I think takenoko is one of the biggest shams going in Japan. I don't mean to. Wow. Yeah, I, th- I think Japan's managed to gaslight an entire country into believing that a tree root is a luxury product. But wow. that's another. That's another. Yeah, I'm not. A, I I like it. I like it. I like it. But mm-hmm. uh, the enthusiasm for this is... Uh, <laughs> That's true. I think it's a little <laughs> over the top. But it's more about the... It's the time of year. I think people are, are excited about the time. And even on the That's packaging true. here, Mike. In the packaging, you don't oh. just have the, the, the takenoko. You have the cherry blossoms. That's what this is oh, all yeah. about. This is springtime. The sun is out. It's warm. That's what this is all about. So great choice, Mike. I'd I'd be all over this too, even though I I disagree somewhat on the uh, merits of Takenoko. All right, all right. My winner for this week, Mike. Another celebration <coughs> of the season. Oop! If I could just click the right link there, 
Here we go. So uh, this is out of Lawson, Mike. This yep. is the Frozen Party Strawberry, okay? What we're looking at here, it's a beverage, mm. but mm. not really, okay? You drink this thing, but it's got uh, strawberry ice cream, sippable, with that big fat straw. It's got strawberry sauce and then mm. strawberry diced on top here, Mike. Okay, summer is here, everybody. It's official. Um, 85 degrees outside, 200% humidity. You step out, third step, you're bailing in sweat. You just reach for one of these boys. This thing's like an AED. You break the glass, save your life, I'm telling you. This thing is uh, incredible looking. I want that. I want this thing running through me. I want a backpack stuffed full of this stuff just jacked up into my veins. Direct injection there. Full-on cooling system with a refill at every loss. And this thing looks outstanding. Um, and they have three flavors out. Uh, yeah. Mango and uh, I think the other one's chocolate. But the strawberry really caught my eye. Yeah, I got to say, Matt, um, I was actually going to pick this as my winner of the week. I was going to pick the mango version as my winner uh, because yeah, I agree. Nice. This looks amazing. One question. What, what is this again? It's the Frozen Party. Is that what they call it again? I think the, it's the, the Frozen Party. The Frozen Party. So this took me a little time to like figure out, are they saying party? You know, is this like, it's a party. There's a party going on in there. There's yeah. so much fun and excitement in there. You got the, you know, the sweet is, I think there was like the, the, the cream as well. And then like, mm. you know, just all sorts of stuff in there. I agree in terms of summer, this would be amazing. And, um, I'd really like to try it. It really interested me. Cause I first thought that this was like a, um, like a parfait or something that you're eating yeah. with a spoon. But the yeah. fact that it's a, a drink is really, really cool. Oh, and, yeah. um, it's something that I don't think we've really, really seen before. So, uh, yeah, I'd really like to uh, really like try this. It's got that big fat straw there, and I just realized on the cup it does ask, "Shall we strawberry cha cha cha?" So that's the party invitation right on the cup there. All right, well, Mike. That actually wraps up today's episode. So closing out with the scoreboard and winners and losers this week. Um, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, please check out the podcast, rate it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, share it with your friends. You can also subscribe on YouTube, view all the stuff that we're looking at. And uh, check us out on social or on Twitter quite a bit uh, facebook and instagram if you have a convenient memory and you're in the u.s give us a call at 617-453-8207 if you're outside the u.s you can reach us at uh, sorry um yeah if you're outside the u.s uh Check us out on uh, anchor.fm slash boys. Thanks again to everybody for listening. Hey, Mike, I'll see you at the Conveni. <laughs> I'll see you at the Conveni, Matt.